Howdy, folks. Saxy Maxi here. DJs, it's time to talk about the Absolute Betting Degeneracy Book Club. Do y'all want to see the other nuts, bets, and even parlays that the DJs bet? Have you ever wondered how these folks make up for their bad beats? Well, that's what the book club is for. By joining our Patreon for just 25 bucks a month, you can see all of the other wackadoodle bets that we make on a daily basis and chat with the truest of DJs. We have a private Discord server full of everything from Sex Panthers college basketball plays to Arches CSGO winners. Click on the Patreon link in the podcast description and join us for complete and total degeneracy. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Uh, I want to uh, talk about some foolish things I said yesterday on the show. Yeah, let's do it. I'll jump off this cliff with you. This one I'm going to stay away from. I don't care. I, I'm forced to agree. Maybe I'm not an idiot. Maybe I am. We'll see. We'll see tonight. I think about 10 o'clock and be thinking I'm an idiot. Nine, nine, nine. Speaking German for Max. See a crowd? He was very enthused by a lot of these things. Uh, I wouldn't touch this with a 10 foot pole. Well, you know, I, I know that Panther doesn't have like Venmo or Zelle or anything, so I'm going to have to just PayPal him $30. Uh, $10 for last night for betting the Bucks, and then uh, another $20 to bet on the Bucks two more times in this series. I would highly appreciate that, Sex Panther, because fuck the Bucks came out. Thank you so much for betting the Bucks yesterday. Well, there goes that curse. something wrong with the balls you were drooling over feds i'm just going full blacklist i'm gonna just start having a burner phone This is the second week in a row I have to plead with Maxi not to put something in a song for the sake of Sex Panther, please. I think you should use the sex and don't listen to What did I say? The six and a half was just a little too much to swallow. Oh my god, I'm loaded. Let's see if he touched this one. Go to the, you know, the, the betting desk and tell him, like, Panther, fuck me. Cut that, cut that, Maxi. Cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that. <laughs> I did my job! I already got loaded, and I'm on my way back. Going at it. When do they pull the balls out? I'm gonna do you a solid, Max. <laughs> Go. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, Rosie. You just touch it. You're okay, but if you grab it, you're fucked. All right, penis grabbers. That's it. Fucking buzzer still going off again. It's pissing me off in this damn truck. Glad Arj is not recording just yet. If I was vacationing in Greece, I might want to finagle with the locals myself. This music to my ears. Absolute music to my ears. Howdy, homies, and welcome to the Sunday edition of the Absolute Sports Bait and Degeneracy Podcast. My name is Saxy Maxi, and today I'm joined by a DJ who isn't afraid to give us tennis, Aussie rules, football, NBA player props, USFL, and of course, the best damn NASCAR bets on the planet. It's Phil. Phil, welcome to the Sunday show. It's been far too long. Good morning, Maxie. Man, this is awesome. I uh, 
you know, there's only one reason I'm getting out of bed early on Sunday morning, and that's that's for this show. So Thanks. I am happy to be here, my friend. I'll, I'll be honest. It is the only reason why any of the other DJs get up on a Sunday morning also. So this is – I'm glad that <laughs> I'm you are in good now, company. Yes, yeah. you, are, you are in good company. You're, you are in very good company. And I am looking forward to this because, as you know, on Sunday shows, I kind of like to try and get into DJ heads, the DJ's heads. I like to try and, you know, figure out their psyche, learn a little bit about what you like to fill your brain with outside of uh, the Gion Cat stats and such. So – Today, you bring me a fire topic to talk about that is musically oriented, and that is the best karaoke songs. So first, got to start off by asking, how much karaoke experience do you have, Phil? Listen, I don't have much. I don't have much. But this was a like a raging debate at my work uh, this week. And uh, I mean, feelings got hurt. There, there may have uh -oh. been tears. Oh, I'm not God. sure. But uh, yeah, I have one go-to karaoke song, just one. So I feel like I'm backed into a corner. I have some material, but okay. uh, yeah, and I, I think it's a pretty good choice. So I, I was kind of just hoping for your, you know, the, your judgment on it. Oh goodness, bring it to me. What do you think? All right. So again, when I'm when I'm drunk or or given no choice, right? I go this with gun to your head. I go with your love by the outfield. Okay. All right. I can dig. Yeah. I can dig. I think I think that absolutely works. I think that absolutely works. Do you do you have any prepared for here today? Do I, I don't have a play along track ready, but uh No, no, I I I uh I didn't tell you what it was because I didn't want you to prep anything. So I see no, okay. I'm, I'm, yeah, no, I'm I am brutally afraid to sing in public. I mean it is I just see. like it is a huge fear. That that's why I just have to have one in my back pocket just there in case. Go. Yeah, you just yeah, gotta yeah. be ready. Well, you know what? That's and I think that you have uh, done a really good job of making just the right kind of a choice here. You know, you want to pick something that is, you know, recognizable, something that people they can they can put their finger on a little bit, but they may not necessarily be able to sing along with fully. You know what I mean? That, that's the goal. I kind of want to like, I you need it to be recognizable because you need the people to have a good time, but you don't want to have the bar set so high that you can never you can never reach it. You know? Exactly, exactly, exactly. And actually, that's something that, you know, we, we, we were talking about this before, and I was, I was, I was wondering whether, whether we should skew negative, and we are skewing negative today, because here's the deal. You can't talk about the best karaoke songs without potentially mentioning what makes a bad karaoke song, or what makes something not good in karaoke. And so, for me, I think that what you are saying here, something that is popular, something that is ultra-recognizable, those are the worst for karaoke, because... As the performer, you'll forever be compared to what is already ingrained into your head and everyone else's head. And so, you know, for that reason, like, uh, you can't do better than the Whitney Houston National Anthem. You know, nobody there's, can. There's no, there's literally no doing better than what Whitney did. Anyone else is just trying. And then, and, and if you try something and you're not even close, it's <laughs> brutal. And if you're even sort of close, it can be a little bit brutal. That's the, that's that's the thing for me. And so a lot of folks take the national anthem and Fergie it. If you if you know what I mean. Uh, oh <laughs> my gosh! What I a mean. what a performance that was. Yo yeah. Oh yeah. That was that was a good one. That was an interesting one. Anywho, regardless, things like that. That's that's the problem with uh, music that is so recognizable it's a high standard so like you know beatles music beyonce stuff michael jackson probably yeah, the, the, like the, the classic artists that you you think of you have yeah. to stay away yeah it's, you, it's you're, you really you're, do you're getting into bad territory there you really do so now i actually I, I have a few songs to bring to the table here for you today now this first one is just because i think it gets people pumped it's long time by boston now oh, the problem good one. with that is there's the intro that is so long. And this is one of the things that is a tough bit 
with uh with karaoke songs is you often are singing along with these like midi play along track kind of things that are like you know uh b movie versions of the original track a little bit right right and w when you get that if there's like a, a an extended guitar solo or something in there it's really a dice roll whether or not that guitar solo is going to be reasonably okay or if it's going to sound like it's like you know a full-on casio keyboard being recorded you know <laughs> yeah. so played by like tom on the corner you just you don't know Exactly. You really don't know. You really don't know. Um, the next one that came to mind, and this is one that I've actually done at karaoke. This is not, I, I'm not a gun to my head karaoke kind of a guy. There's a couple local bars that uh, do some decent karaoke. And uh, a few years back, this would be definitely uh, before COVID, when people were going out and singing at each other uh, more frequently, it felt uh, for real. We were, uh, I, I would meet my buddies at this local spot, and after a couple drinks, I would do Brandy by Looking Glass. So I don't know oh, if you know that one. I, that I don't, but that that I, I might have to. I, I do have a Spotify subscription, go. so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna be playing that one in a little bit. Do it to it. It is it is a song that you will probably recognize to some degree, but it also isn't full on Margaritaville or Sweet Caroline. You know, and in, in any karaoke experience, there can only be one Margaritaville or Sweet Caroline in a night. And if it's poorly executed, karaoke gets ugly. This is the thing. Yeah, and, so, and you may want to skip it the next week. You know? Exactly. If it gets bad. Exactly. Now, if you got a group, Sugar Hill Gang Rappers Delight, is it, it, that, that would be a good one. That would be a that really a good, good one. group one. And for me, close runner-ups are like meme-style deep cuts. So, for instance, like Patti LaBelle's This Christmas. Now, don't do that in the <laughs> summer, but do you know what I'm getting at with the Patti LaBelle's This Christmas? I don't, but th that's not where I was expecting you to go on it. So, okay, uh, okay. I, well, I need some, I need some uh, information here. I know. Well, so the context of that is, and I don't know if you've seen this video, but there's this amazing, it's like the 1994 uh, White House Christmas tree lighting ceremony. I don't know if you've okay. seen this. And it's it's basically a complete musical train wreck is what happens. Oh, like I love the that. band, like everything that happens in this video is is amazing from the get-go. Like Patty LaBelle gets introduced to sing the song, and the introduction is incredibly clunky, and she like kind of like get, goes on stage before she's fully introduced and then like walks off stage and then back on and then the band comes in early and then the background singers are nowhere to be found and she's literally in the middle of the song like where are my background singers at and just like looking around at every it's it's a musical train wreck and it is absolutely hilarious it, is, it sounds like it'd be like par for the course at you know one of these dive bars on saturday night that, that sounds like a you exactly. know like exactly like like a realistic take on how things would go Right. Now, you know, realistically, also, don't do this Christmas, like, in June. That's not really appropriate. You, you kind of have only a six-week gap to hit that specific meme song. But, I mean, you, you could smash it. You could smash it over that time. And I think that it, it will hit people. So, you know, something, something that's almost like a joke. You know what I'm talking about? Like, uh, I'm, try, I'm trying to think of some more, like, super meme -y songs kind of a thing. Uh, hmm. But, that, like, that kind of a thing. I feel like that is cultural enough. That, that you could pull that kind of a thing off. I agree. I mean, yeah, I think you're, you've got a strong point there for that six weeks. You got to make your hay. You, you, you got to take that one to the bank and, and do it repeatedly. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, you, got, yeah. you hit multiple karaoke bars in a night, you know, I, different, I agree. Crowds, take, different crowds, show on the road. I have you, uh, I, I mean, how many karaoke bars have you been to? Or do you often, is there like a local place that you go to that does karaoke and you're like, this is why you have to have a song in your back pocket. No, no, th this is just, um, just, um, there's a, a place in, in Philly that 
has like I don't know, it has like six or seven bars inside of it, and one of them is like a specific karaoke room, you know. And uh, it, it, my last karaoke experience was probably five or six years ago with with uh, the USFL guy Kyle that that that's on here. Oh goodness! And, uh, oh yeah, and we we pulled out the outfield your love did it just a, a great rendition. I'm, and, I can uh, only imagine. Yeah, so. Um, that's that's the extent of my karaoke, and I haven't had to do it since. So, okay. um, well, yeah. maybe maybe if we hit on some of these big bets coming up today, Phil, I'll fly you out here to Colorado. We can go to some karaoke bars, and uh, I'll, I'll get a couple juices in you. We can have some fun, all right? Yeah, and and I mean, you're you, you sound like you have a, a strong voice for it. So I, well, I feel like you know if I could be your backup singer, then oh maybe we could put on a show. Let's let's do. I don't know about singing, but we can do some rappers delight. How about that? Love it. <laughs> we can, Love we can, it. We, yeah. can, we can get the whole crowd here. And do some rappers delight. <laughs> Love it. Well, Phil, you and I are recording bright and early this Sunday morning, so we got all kinds of fun lines to look at. Y'all know every Sunday I check in with the DJs about how their week's been going, what they're seeing, what they're looking to do in the next week, and what they like today. So, Phil, real quick recap of your weekend so far. How is it going with sports gambling? What do you, how are how are things? What are you feeling good about? What are you feeling not so hot on? Yeah, yeah, we um, we had a a couple races yesterday, mm-hmm. and uh, one of them was IndyCar, and uh, it it occurred during like an absolute monsoon. So um, that sounds like a shit bet- show. Yeah, yeah, we bet it anyway, and it was it was awesome. I mean, everybody spun out. They were spinning under caution, like under the caution laps, like My at God. low speeds. Yeah, man, uh, it was rain shortened. Uh, it was just an absolute zoo, and. Uh, you know, we, we had a, I don't know, five or six units in play and we walked away only losing three quarters of one unit. So that wow. was awesome. Yeah. So if you count the fun we had, we, we probably, we probably won, you know, yeah, yeah for if we real. take that into account. Yeah. Well, for, you know, and weather, it feels like, uh, I mean, it affects all sports in different ways, but I can't imagine how it truly changes the playing field, uh, in, in, uh, in, was, in, in driving. It was a mess, but it was, it was great TV. I mean, okay. um, because there was a late caution, and the guy leading spun out under caution, under the caution oh lap at the low speed. Yeah, so it was just – it was berserk. You know, it was bonkers, fantastic. And to only lose a, a little bit, we'll, hey. we'll, we'll take that as a good result. There you go. Um, and then last night we had the, the truck race. That's right. And we uh, – yeah, we gained about uh, – I don't know. I think it was about a half unit. So yesterday was kind of a nothing day. All right. Um, give and take. Was, yeah, yeah, give and take. We got the big race today. Uh, we also have two USFL games that, that we're on, and then, uh, you know, tennis all day. Tennis all day. Holy shnikes. Well, let's talk about that race today. It is the Advent Health 400, and uh, we know you already recommended some fire plays on Friday evening, but since then, have you seen any lines that have changed or things that are making you more stoked about your previous bets or some shifts that are kind of making you want to jump ship to something else? Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, they had practice and qualifying last night. So that okay. the, the whole board came down and, and went back up and there were some changes. Um, we, we eyed up uh, a couple of the Toyotas today, like Kyle Bush, uh, to be strong. And, and he was strong yesterday in practice. So those, the, the markets that we were on with him moved in the right direction. Um, and I, it was kind of like confirmation bias for the, the Toyotas were in the top 10 in qualifying. So that, that bodes well for, you know, the, the, uh, the handicap that we put together. So I, mm-hmm. I, I'm, Happy about that. Um, yeah. yeah. I am more interested, though, in what, what you have cooked up. Oh, goodness. Well, yes, I did. I did mention to you, Philip, because I knew I was going to be having you on the show today. 
I needed to do some research. I needed to try and put on my thinking cap and do my very best to put together uh, a NASCAR play for, for today. And based on my hyper-limited knowledge of literally all of this stuff, because literally – I get my knowledge from you. You are the smart one. You, you, the team, Speedway Steve 2, you guys are the brain that I rely on for this kind of a thing. So now that I'm relying on my brain, I'm uh, already starting to poke holes in exactly what I've done. But I have done some research here. In today's race in Kansas on a one-and-a-half-mile intermediate-style track, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, I am it's, it's, I, we're, we're it's learning. The more, yep, it's the more traditional um, – cookie cutter racetrack that that we're used to so these this is the kind of style that we see the most you know during the course of a season so you're you're picking a good race to try and handicap because there's yeah. there's yeah yep. data we have we have data we this. have data we got have it data. and taking a look at the best drivers on intermediate tracks now here's where i think i'm starting to go wrong and i'm gonna i'm gonna say it right out the gate since february 2019 those are the i'm looking at stats since that time and the car has changed has it not it has yeah this year is is way different than in the past but Ugh. you can kind of use that historical data to to see like how a driver's driver doing. yeah yeah what who gets along with it but exactly uh, and that yeah. is what i was looking at so uh the best um looking at best average finish position on one mile intermediate track since 2019 the best driver is kevin harvick he is also the best driver by average in finish position on two mile intermediate tracks as well as the overall intermediate track combined best overall driver since 2019 uh, Kevin Harvick is the number two in average finish on this track, only to chase Elliott since 2019. So what I've gone ahead and done is Friday night, while you were recording your NASCAR show, I placed the following bets. Kevin Harvick, top five, plus 200. Kevin Love Harvick, it. top three, plus 350. And Harvick to win it all at plus 1,600. And I, okay. have, and I have a full unit in play, but I did half the unit on the top five and then – I split the other two quarters onto top three from there. to win yeah. it all. Yeah. So, okay. So Kevin Harvick is on our card today. Uh, so I that's, saw, you had him yeah. top 10 though, I think. Is that right? Top 10. Yeah. Um, uh, no, I so, know. And, I, and, and he seems, and looking at where he finishes, I mean, yeah, on intermediate course, it looks like he averages ending in the top 10. So I, I, I think you and I were both in the same, you know, brain space on this one. Yeah. So, uh, Harvick was dominant. Um, not last year, the, the year previous, he had nine wins. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was him and, and Denny Hamlin. Now, neither one of them won the championship, of course. But, you know, from a week-to-week basis, that was the guy to beat. Um, with this new car, though, uh, he is just – he's he's not – he's like a, a above average. He's, he's not mm-hmm. um, elite, but he's certainly not the guy that, that he used to be. Right. Um, so um, one of the things I, because I, I, I wrote an article on Kevin Harvick, Harvick this week, and his average running position so far this year over the course of a race is 12. Um, but he his um, average finish position improves, uh, I think four or five spots. So what that what that tells us is he's learning on the job um, that he's keeping the car clean, and uh, you know he improves as the race goes on. So I, you know he's a veteran guy, he's a cerebral guy. Uh, so I think. Um, you know, I think your money is is safe with him. I don't think he's going to do some bonehead move and, and wreck on lap 50. Right. So I think he's going to give you a shot. He's going to be in the mix. I don't know if he's got what it takes to, to win or catch that top three, but the top five, I, I, I think, is not out of the realm of possibility. 
Well, that and that's what I'm hoping for. I hope that that top five hits and basically just, you know, makes everything else gravy. That's what I've gone for here. And uh, I love that. Know, yeah. Looking looking at this way that you strategize and the way that you guys kind of handicap your cards, you know, you guys spread it out on the field a lot more. And uh, I mean, I guess it, week by week, are you trying to pick manufacturers more who are highly successful on specific tracks? Are you trying to just, you know, read the tea leaves in what you think is the most valuable trend going into a given week? Kind of what is uh, what is kind of your brain space of trying to find how to bet on this stuff? Because, you know, with the new cars, it seems like it's a lot tighter. Yeah. Oh, the, the OK. So the equipment disparity is way less than it mm -hmm. used to be. So like the haves and the have nots. Um, it, it doesn't really exist. So, um, one of the things that, that goes really heavy into our handicap is pit road data, because that, it seems like that's where races are, are won and lost nowadays. If you can gain spots on pit road, then it's harder to, to gain them on the track than it is on pit road. So we, we weigh that pretty heavily. Um, as far as, as trends and manufacturers, we kind of stay away from that. Um, although, you know, Toyota has been, been tough to figure out. They, they've been an enigma there. They're either like super fast or they're non-competitive, but hmm. um, yeah, but our general way that we set up the card is we, we do try and diversify. We, we do try and pick a couple guys to, to highlight, but that way, if uh, you know, one guy experiences some trouble, the, the day's not ruined. So exactly. Um, yeah. And so I, generally, I, Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was gonna say, and that was my one uh, thing that I was looking at with how I have approached today. And I'm saying, you know, I probably could have spread it out a little bit more. I probably, I probably should get a little bit more involved with some of these other things. So I'm gonna, I think I'm, I'm gonna be going back and listening uh, to some of this advice and maybe trying to find someone else just to, um, who, who, who would you suggest? Well, I mean, what, what do you got for me today? Uh, oh, for, for the race? Well, if, um, if I'm if I'm going to try and find something to match with my heavy Harvick plays, <laughs> yeah, I, I think um, I think you can you can hit your wagon to a couple of guys today. Okay, um, Kyle Busch in in mm. any market. So um, with the new car, the the data points for these one and a halfs, there's there's not a ton of them. Uh, so we used Las Vegas from this year because that's the new car in a similar setup. Got so it. with Kyle Busch, kind of interesting story. So. Uh, at Las Vegas in practice, he he wrecked his car. I mean, totaled it. So he had to go to a backup car. And the backup car was put together with pieces and panels from the other six Toyotas that were in the field. So this was like a Franken car. And uh, so Kyle had to start last and he ended up finishing fourth. I think he led 49 laps. He turned 27 of the fastest laps. Oh, man. I mean, he just, yeah, in this in this Franken car. So uh, Toyotas were, were quick that day in general. So I, I think... If you hit your wagon to Kyle Busch today, there's a couple head-to-head -head matchups. I saw that he was against Chase Elliott. I like that one. Elliott was was really bad at, at Vegas. Um, and then there was uh, another one against Kyle Larson. That should probably be around even money. So those two head-to-heads I like. Um, and then Ross Chastain. Ross Chastain wow. is my favorite driver, and and he was before this this year started. So and, and he was like a mid-pack guy last year. Um, but this year he's he's got two wins. Uh, his pit road data is he's elite. I mean, on on pit road they're in the top three for for speed, and um, his car is fast, man. So um, he's kind of been a surprise. He's kind of I wouldn't say he's flying under the radar anymore, but uh, the books haven't quite adjusted to how well he's doing. So you can still catch him at a, a ten to one or eleven to one price, and then 
uh, you can find them in some head-to-heads as well. So if, if you're going to just hitch your wagon to a couple drivers and not explore, you know, all the markets that, that we bet, I would say Ross Chastain and Kyle Busch are the places to look. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. And I, you know, I love the way that you guys actually really pull up all different kinds of markets here with, um, with, with, with these, uh, head to heads with, you know, top threes, top fives, top tens, mixing up all of that stuff. And the way that you guys lay it out with, you know, you just do your uh, unit size kind of, I, I really dig the way that you approach it because it feels like it's very, uh, learnable. It's, it's, it's something that, you know, uh, some jabroni like me can just look at and be like, Hey, I, I understand. I, I, I like gambling on NASCAR. Yeah. I mean, well, that that's, I didn't know I like gambling on NASCAR until I started to gamble on NASCAR. So right? our, our goal is to try and make it as easy. It is as easy. It can be to, to tail and get on the right guys and get the right uh, unit sizing going and enjoy the race. So we figure if you, if you bet it once or twice, man, you'll be hooked. And, um, I mean, because, you know, betting on the NFL is fine, but how often is it that like a, a six to one underdog comes through and wins outright? It's it's right. it's rare. Um, but, you know, we cash, you know, 10 or 12 to ones, um, you know, a couple times a month. Exactly. And, regularly. You know, sometimes, you, you you know, we hit a 33 to one at, at Talladega a couple of weeks ago. I mean, there is nothing that makes you feel more alive than oh cashing God. a 33 to one or an 80 to one or something crazy. I mean. And, and NASCAR is really one of the only markets where you can do that. And, um, I mean, it's, it's fantastic. Uh, so if, yeah. if you're, if you're not betting on NASCAR, follow us, let's bet on some NASCAR, man. It's, it's a blast. Hell yeah. Well, and beyond just betting on some NASCAR, what you can do is you can buy yourself some new DGen gear, including the Speedway Steve two logo, which is, I think my favorite logo that, uh, we have on the website. It is the most popular one. That's crazy to me, man, but that's awesome. <laughs> with good reason, with good reason. I mean, because you're giving people a, a, a extra funds to buy this kind of shit. You can, any of y'all can head on over to AbsoluteDegeneracy.com, click on the DGen shop link, and immediately you'll be visually assaulted by an assortment of fully customizable objects with our DGen logos. For instance, you can put the Zeke Physique logo on a baby bib for your cousin's portly child who also happens to be a Cowboys fan. Or nothing says I love you like the Valentine's D-Gen logo on an apron for when you're out on the grill. Actually, though, nothing really says I love you as much as a bunch of fire picks from Speedway Steve 2 and Phil here and that beautiful logo. It truly is a masterpiece. So please stop by the D-Gen shop at AbsoluteDegeneracy.com and up your style. Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJ's proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, 
anywhere. Use the promo code DGENS to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Boom. And the logo is pretty sweet. I'm not going to lie to you. That, that Arch, uh, Arch did some fantastic work there. He's a pro. Arch, that guy's a pro. I like I, I don't I don't care what Mad Max says about him when he Arch isn't listening. He's a pro. He's a pro in, in every aspect of the word. I mean the, the man is is the glue around here and we, we love him. So what's up, Arch? Hey Arch. I, I, I enjoy sleeping in this morning, Arch. I, he 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 maybe throwing you into the this rotation so that he only goes every four weeks. I think that everyone enjoys I, that with Sunday Show. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure there were some selfish intentions. <laughs> you know, you know. Well, let's get to all of the other sports picks today because we got so many things on the calendar. Let's start with some NBA. So we got a couple of game sevens here. This is a pretty good day in sports. I mean, lots of game sevens in all in, in both NBA and NHL. Love it. You love yeah, it man. Um, so what do you what do you got cooked up? Which which game you want to talk about first? Well, I guess let's go chronologically here. We got the Bucks at the Celtics. So. Uh, Celtics had to win on Friday, and they sure did. And uh, let's first off just say a little prayer for Mad Max today. Just keep him in your thoughts, and uh, you know, like keep his heart <laughs> in your thoughts. Because yeah, when man. when the Bucks uh, when the Bucks started coming back, um, oh, God. I, yeah, we had to we had to check in on Mad Max, and all, all we got back was that he was drinking heavily. Which <laughs> yeah, is, oh yeah, that was the answer I would have expected there. Um, but I'm glad they pulled it out for him because you know, uh, Game Sevens are fun. It makes things interesting. It sure makes things interesting. Now, last two home games against Milwaukee, uh, where the Bucks were catching five points, they won outright. Uh, so this truly is going to be a close game to me. And so I am just going to lean the Bucks with the points. But God knows if I, because God knows if I bet them, I'm going to be saying for the Bucks tomorrow. But that being said, with this being such a competitive series, I'm going to take the over 206 and a half. And that may be crazy because that number could very easily come in below that. And it has been game sevens tend to be a lot more defensive. It feels, but this number seems so low. And with the chance that this could be such a tooth and nail game going to overtime or something like that, I just feel like the over is the right choice here. So I'm going to take the over and I'm also going to sprinkle on the game going to overtime, which is at plus nine fifty. Just gonna just Ooh. a little something on that, just for funsies. Um, just yeah, just no, like for, to, to to make Mad Max have a little bit more of uh, heart problems. I, I agree. He's probably gonna have uh, heart arrhythmia or palpitations after this game for sure. But um, I'm I'm in complete agreement here, Maxie. I I, I think in a game seven um, that you know defense there there's there's um, uh, Slower pace, I think, is what I'm trying to say. So, uh, I think with that, you have to take the points. So, I am, I too am on Milwaukee, and I, I think that um, Giannis, we're going to see Giannis take this game over, just like he tried to in Game Six, mm-hmm. and um, I think he's going to be a force. Now, I, I don't know if we can count on what 46 points from Tatum again, because um, he's he's been kind of struggling to shoot the ball throughout the series, besides Game Six. So. Mm-hmm. I, I also will be sprinkling the Milwaukee money line at plus 175 because I, I do have an inkling that the uh, that the Bucks may pull this one out. So uh, I'm on the, the Bucks for a full unit at the, the plus five number. I'm going to sprinkle the money line, and I am going to tail you on the over just because I think 206 is too low. Too I low. There so. we go. And you know what? These teams have shown that they can go out and they can score when when, when needed. And I think that uh, if Boston is put in a situation where they are not just trying to bleed out the clock for the last, like, you know, 14 minutes of the game is what it feels like. 
I, I, you have to imagine that there's going to be a little bit more uh, scoring in this game. So I'm, that's what I'm hoping for. Let's hope for a nice, interesting game. Everyone say a prayer for Mad Max. <laughs> let's Prayers up. Let's move up, uh, move on up to the Dallas Mavericks at the Phoenix Suns today. Now, the line since Friday has been Suns minus six and a half. And I don't know why, but I feel like this Dallas team can cover that. I, I've, I've loved watching Luca and Devin Booker, though, and I'm going to enjoy watching them today. Now, Dallas hasn't covered their last few in Phoenix, and so I should probably really like Phoenix today. But part of me sees how this is the closest spread total in Phoenix's entire series. And I think that's because they believe the Mavs are live to win it and stay in it. So although the game is in Phoenix, uh, these games in Phoenix have been much higher scoring, averaging 221 in the series. The total is 205. And so this may be a low-scoring defensive, grittier game than the Bucks celtics So give me the Mavs plus the six and a half points in this situation. All right, so this is where this is where we part ways. I'm, oh I'm going to be on Phoenix. Yeah, I I, I like uh, I like Phoenix here. I, I guess the the home team is has won and covered in all six. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just I, I I'm not a big trends guy, but I think there's something to that. And um, I just I think Phoenix just has too much talent to go down to this Mavs team because the Mavs is. It's all it's it's Luca and a little bit of Brunson and that's it. Um, so I, I think just Phoenix has too many weapons with Chris Paul and 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 Booker and Aiton in the middle. I just I, I it I've been surprised that that the Mavs have hung in this long, but I think mm-hmm. the cream rises to the top today and I I think Phoenix wins and covers for the total. I am completely completely uh, confused by the number. Yes, like you said, stay, it was, stay away. Yeah, I'm so I'm I'm staying off it, and I'm just going to hope for a close game and and Phoenix to to cover late. That's that's how I think it's going to go down. I see. Now, see with the with the total being so low, that's why the little uh, light bulb went off in my brain. And said six and a half points. That's a lot. That's like what two and a half possessions to three and a half. Is that what what is that to me in my <laughs> head? Like that, it feels like it should be mildly closer than that potentially. But I guess you know these NBA games are so fucking hard because of all the fouling late that happens and all that yep. stuff. But Part of me thinks that, you know, you get Luca with the ball down by three with 20 seconds left, something like that. And, you know, he's the guy who lets the clock run down. He's definitely the guy who lets that clock run way down. So I can see this going under or getting closer to that 205. Um, And I I, I can see this being something coverable. That's why I took the Mavs with the points, but I may be a little bit blind here because I did take the Mavs preseason to uh, win the conference. And so what what kind of odds did you get on that? Oh, they were insane. Uh, It was, I, I, let me see what I got on odds on that. Let me, let me, I'll, I'll look it up and try and find it, but I got insane odds on that. And I, I should probably actually be on the other side just uh, to hedge myself, but you know, it's it's hard to hedge though with a uh, with a long term you know, a yeah. three to one a three to one uh, favorite on the other side. That's that's tough. But yeah, dang, yeah. that's that's a good call to to have a ticket like that alive. That's pretty cool. It was you know I I've gotten lucky with some of these long termers because that's what I do whenever whenever you get thrown those damn free bets you know and they because these books they know what happens with those free bets they know that normally they just go right into the garbage because I'm gonna put it on some dumb shit. That's what Correct. I do. All the time. That's what that that's that's all I know how to do. That's that that is all I know how to do. And so, um, they they take that money from me happily, constantly. Um, and ugh, 
Anywho, uh, I can't I, I can't pull it up uh, currently, but I will I will take a look and see what I had on that. Anywho, let's move on to sure. some more game sevens that we got today in the NHL. Phil, you got anything specific in these for me? I think if anybody's heard me on the show before, they know I'm not not an NHL better. Um, but if if I you know gun to my head, I do have some uh, Calgary to win the the series futures when they went down. So. Um, I'm going to be rooting for Calgary today and I'm happy to see that they're a two to one favorite and we're at home. So I, um, I'm just, I'm rooting for Calgary today just, just to cash that future ticket. Um, so I don't know how you feel about that game. Do you have any, do you have well, any words of wisdom? Here, I, I actually do not have many words of wisdom here. I mean, uh, hockey, first off playoff hockey is just, it is, it is one of God's few gifts that we still have that, that is, is, is untainted and beautiful. You know, it's, it, it, it truly is it's like the, the time that I get interested in hockey is during the playoffs and when the flyers are alive. Other than that, I, I it's really hard for me to, to, uh, to, to be invested. So I gamble on it and that way I'm invested oh, yeah. through you. Yeah. Well, and by the way, gritty top, like three mascots, the greatest, <laughs> Oh, he's the best. everyone, everyone loves gritty. Everyone loves gritty. Well, here's here's what I got. This is not scientific at all, but we got two game sevens in hockey today. And for me, non-scientifically fully, I think that one of these road teams wins today. And they're both getting plus lines. So that mathematically to me says I could just bet those and hope that both the dogs come in today. And if even just one of them does, I'll be I'll be happy as a clam. So that's what we're going to go with today. Uh, I put a, a unit on both. Uh, let's see here. It's uh, Pittsburgh and on uh, I'm Dallas. Just scrolling Dallas. Yep, exactly. And yeah. I, 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 this is not out of spite with that, with that Calgary series for you. That's all right. That's all right. See, I, maybe, maybe I hedge out now with the, the plus number and, huh. and just live the fight another day. But well, um, if, yeah, I was going to say if I, if I had to lean a certain direction, I would lean Pittsburgh in that early game. So, mm. well, and that has been such an interesting series, such a weird series. I mean, the first game with uh, Igor Shosturkin getting shot on so much, and then kind of looking like a shell of a goalie in some of these other games. You know, Rangers having clawed the last two games back uh, to bring it uh, to their home ice for the final game seven. Really interesting series. I the the number I was seeing it was like what was it uh, minus one twenty five I think for the Rangers. I felt like it should be closer than that. I felt like it should be closer than that. So that's why I immediately was thinking, hmm, if I can take Pittsburgh on this side and then you know catch some plus money here in the other game. I like I like my shots here. I like my shots. So that's what I got in the NHL today. Let's move on over to baseball MLB. What do you got for me in the MLB today, Phil? Um, I, I don't have, I don't have much of anything in the MLB. Um, I'm looking at it now. I, uh, let's see. Uh, I like, I, I like, yeah, I like the Cincinnati run line. If I had to, to you know, Cincinnati run line. Yeah. Yeah. Again, against Pittsburgh. Against Pittsburgh. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think, I think we're catching some value there. I, you know, cause Cincinnati was just so bad to start the year. This They're playing a little bit better here. Yeah. So, and Pittsburgh is, is not very good either. So, um, you know, you can you can take the the plus one twenty just you know on the, the money line if you want. Um, but you know, I'm not a not an MLB expert, so I uh, I like to to hedge my inadequacy and and play some run lines here. <laughs> there you go. I, hey, listen, I dig it. I that I, that's a fun play. That's that's a fun play. I was looking at this game. 
I was at Hunter Green on the round, I think. I for me, I I just you have trouble betting on these teams that are so brutal to watch sometimes. Um, but I the run line strategy. Arch has been talking about doing a little bit of a run line strategy. If you're a member of the book club, everyone should be joining, checking out the book club, 25 bucks a month at Patreon in link in the description of this podcast. Uh, if you check that guy out, here's the thing. Run lines, certain teams are, uh, I feel like have a propensity to lead to more run lines. And actually that's one of my bets today is the Royals are at my Colorado Rockies and the Rockies have been a reasonably pleasant surprise this year. Although they've been trending down somewhat lately. However, they are much, much, much better at home than they are on the road. They're 11 and 6 at home, 5 and 10 on the road. So I like them to close out this series uh, against the Royals with a win today. But additionally, over their last 10 games, neither of these teams has won or lost by just a single run, i.e., the run line has hit in all 10 of these games for the winning team. So uh, I- I'm betting a little bit on the run line of- for the Rockies today as well. I, I agree. Uh, Rock, uh, Arch had us on the Rockies yesterday on the the run line and and all the alt lines as well. Oh, so yeah. that was that was a big hit. Um, yeah, in the book club, it's it's pretty cool. Um, Arch has this theory about alt run lines and run lines. And yesterday, I think uh, was a pretty profitable day. I think we were three and one on the the games that he had picked out. So uh, and they were all plus money plays. So can't beat mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah, so, insane, insane. That yeah, definitely the, helps pad the pocketbook. Yeah, the, the the Rockies were one, and and the Angels were one. The the, the second game of the doubleheader was another one that I remember. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean it it has been a profitable um, uh, angle so far. So join it the book sure club, is. gang. Yes, join the book club. Now, actually, you just touched, you segued me perfectly. Well, another game that I got today, I got the Angels at the Oakland A's. Now, got those A's at home are not good. They are four and one, uh, eleven at home. Uh, by comparison, on the road, they are ten and nine. This uh, this team is is much better on the road than they are at home. And do, do you I, think that's because they like playing in front of people? Yes, perhaps. Perhaps they actually <laughs> get excited to play for audiences, and then when other people come into their home, they just you know sleepwalk through the game, and it's just yeah, you know a total mess. There's not many of them that come to their home games. That's for sure. I know. You know, you maybe that's what we should, uh, where we should have like DGen Con this year or something like that at, at like the at an Oakland A's game. You know, the, the tickets are cheap enough. I think we can all afford it. That's what I'm talking about. I bet you we could all get some Southwest flights to there. Cal call our way. That's easy peasy. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. I'm down. I'm down too. You know, I, I don't don't tempt me with a good time here. Now, I don't know what the deal is, but I I don't think that the trend of A's being bad at home gets bucked today. The pitching matchup between uh, uh, Frankie Montas and Patrick Sandoval actually looks to be a little bit closer than these two uh, ERAs would show. So, but I'm just going to go ahead and hop on the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim because I think that they are the better team. And as Arch likes to say, reality asserts itself eventually. So I think that it, it asserts itself all over this game and that the Angels uh, pull out the W. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be on the Angels as well, just for those reasons alone. And uh, I think the trend continues with, with uh, the, the run line here thing. So uh, I'll, be, I'll be playing them probably minus one and a half and minus two and a half. So. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. Now we got a couple of USFL games. You talked about these uh, also, what was it on Thursday on? I uh, did. Su- yes. So now we got stallions at your Philadelphia stars. That's right. Uh, and now the, the line is up to uh, Philadelphia catching seven, which is incredible. Um, these, you know, especially with a total of 36 and a half. So 
Um, I am on the stars here, getting the points. It's not a homer play. I, I think um, I think Birmingham is a, a bit overrated at 4-0. I, I talked about it on the USFL show that all their wins have been close. So mm. I think that there's a little bit of a luck factor that, that you know, you have to factor in. And uh, I don't think you can continue, continue to win 100% of your close games. So mm-hmm. I think uh, the, the stars, they are a pass-happy offense. Birmingham is susceptible to the pass. So I think you get a, a strength versus weakness there, as well as the stars have uh, not shown a propensity to be able to stop anybody on defense. So I do think that the seven is a lot in a, in a matchup like this, and I am on the over 36 and a half as well. So one unit each on, on each of those sides. I love it. Now, these these totals, I, I, I know in my heart of hearts that the USFL wants these totals to come in over. They, they want to be an entertaining product. They want to be an entertaining product. And so I do also enjoy, and for my own personal, I mean, for for my own personal fun, I'm definitely hopping on that. I, I don't, I I haven't done any statistical stuff research. Where do you find stats on the USFL? Uh, Foxsports.com has. Oh, really? They have, they have good stuff up there? Yep. Uh, I normally don't trust like major brand websites like that ever. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, but they, uh, since it's, it's, you know, the league is in the early stages and they are carrying all the TV rights that that's probably, uh, you know, where you can, can go to find stuff. I'm sure there's somebody that's, that's logging information somewhere on the internet. I just haven't found it yet. There's no USFL reference site or something like that. We can go to, (laughs) you know, with like all the historical data that we can download all five weeks of it. It, It'll be a short download. That's for sure. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Just a few megs. All right. Well, and then we got the uh, the Maulers at the Gamblers. Is that right? Yes, today? sir. Yeah. Now and- this this game should should just be an absolute disaster. Uh, just two <laughs> inept teams in every facet. That there is no strong unit on oh on God. either side of the ball for either team. Kevin Sumlin coaches the Houston Gamblers, and uh, we all know that. I just I hate that you guy. Hate I, that I think, guy. Oh God, he's worthless. He, he's a worthless oh my coach. God. Uh, so what I am betting on here is uh, there's a, a team total for the, the Maulers at 14 and a half. I'm taking that. Um, and then I'm just going to bet the under 34 and a half for the game and just hope that it's a mess. Cause I, I cannot see, um, you know, anything positive from either, either team here. And so I'm, I'm hoping this thing ends like two nothing gamblers. And that's Wait, it. So what was the first bet though? Was it over under the team total? It is. It's a, the Pittsburgh Maulers team total under 14 and a half. Under 14 and a half. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. So this, I mean, you, you, so this is going to be the opposite of what the X or uh, of what the USFL wants to put on the field is what yeah, you're I telling me is that this game is going to be the exact like polar opposite of what they want on the field. Yeah. If they could have played this game on like a Wednesday morning so that nobody <laughs> watched and, and nobody ever talked about it again, I'm sure that's what they would have done. But um, I guess the, the head brass over at the USFL, um, they don't know how to flex games. So this one's in prime time on Sunday. Yes. So we're, we're forced to watch it. So we're forced to bet on it. Let's uh, let's bet some unders and, and just hope for a mess. There we go. There we go. We I, I I love how you can find the silver lining in situations like this. This is this is just how uh, we as gamblers, you know, make every Sunday a great Sunday. Bingo. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. winning is fun. So you know, just just bet the under. Betting unders is not fun, uh, but that's no. You know, but there is value in it. So I I think uh, I think that's the only way to go today. So. Hell yeah. All right. Well, I you got any other uh, plays? You got some uh, Aussie rules football, some uh, women's tennis, anything else you want to throw out here on the pod this morning? <laughs> Not on the pod. I, I haven't uh, 
I haven't fully researched the, the tennis card yet, uh, but okay. Mondays and Tuesdays are the most fun in tennis because you have the, the most matches being played. You have all the qualifiers and, you know, four or five uh, tournaments going on all at one time. So uh, if you like betting on tennis and we cash a lot of plus money winners in the, in the yeah. book club. So uh, the 25 bucks a month, you can probably pay for that with, with one match and one hit. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so come on over. I'll be posting plays all day today. You know, I'll uh, we'll have a, a whole live section tomorrow. And uh, man, I, I hope to see you there. Absolutely, uh, Phil. You said it all, DJs. That's all we got for you this morning. So come on over, buy your shirt at AbsoluteGeneracy.com. You can follow us on the podcast on Twitter at BettingAbsolute. Join the Patreon, chat directly with us and the crew in the book club. And when it's all said and done, let's make some money, fools. Go, this. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, Rosie. If you just touch it, you're okay. But if you grab it, you're fucked. <laughs> All right, penis grabbers, that's it. Fucking buzzer's still going off again. It's pissing me off in this damn truck. Glad Arj is not recording just yet. If I was vacationing in Greece, I might want to finagle with the locals myself. That's music to my ears. Absolute music to my ears. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.